Welcome, everybody, to the Dirty Slides Podcast. I am your host, Joe Prano, coming to you from Los Angeles, California, and via Zoom with my co-host in the Lazlair in Venice Beach, California, Andy Laz Lazarus. What it is, Joe? How we doing, man? How we doing? We're back. We're back, Laz. It's been a long Weeks. and winding road, but... <laughs> We have exciting things on the horizon for Dirty Slides. The All-Star break has come and gone. We are now in the second half of the baseball season. The, uh, our, uh, our shadow ban from Twitter has come and gone. It's been lifted. We are now in the second half of our Twitter life, and we will, <laughs> and we will take a dirty slide into our DMs uh, at the end of this episode. But uh, before we do all that, we have a we have one of your uh, baseball buddies, Ben, who was recently signed and even more recently released by the Long Island Ducks for an appearance on Tales from the Independent Leagues, <laughs> <laughs> an addendum to Tales from the Minors. Yeah, an offshoot. And uh, of course, we have we have a lot of the season since our last episode. To recap, let's start with just post-All-Star break, post-All-Star game. How are you feeling about the state of Major League Baseball? What is jumping out to you as the important topics and stories of the moment? Well, I think, uh, you know, a couple of things that, um, you know, uh, came up during the All-Star game was like one – Hank Aaron's widow's skin is incredible. Okay. <laughs> Just wow. Black really doesn't crack. She looks great. Like she's got 20 year old skin. Good for her. And then I saw that uh, Shoei Otani's trans letter has uh, enters a dragon hair. Yeah. And, and um, the national league sucks again. Like why even play the all-star game nationally? Like you suck at this how long has it been since they've won an all-star game? I don't know how long it's, I don't know how long it's been, but I feel like, I feel like in the last, I mean, I want to say 20 years, maybe more. I bet you the national league's got four. Uh, Maybe, maybe I do always, do you ever feel like, like at least for like, as a giants fan, every time the giants have an all-star in the all-star game, they never do well. Yeah. Ever. Like uh, maybe, maybe Panda got hit a triple once, but that's it. You know, Brandon Crawford, bless his heart, had a, a, a I, they gave him an error, but like that little, um, a little outfielder, Cedric Mullins from the Baltimore Orioles can fly. So yeah. I don't know if he was ever going to make that play, but uh, yeah, I was just kind of like rooting for the National League, but knowing that they had no chance because they can't win all-star games. Historically, my Mets as well have not fared all that well in the all-star game. Obviously, DeGrom, 
who was an all-star this year, declined to pitch um, and now is on the 10-day DL, um, yeah. even though he didn't pitch. So that's a whole other story that we can get into. But the greatest uh, all-star performance by a Met is certainly... Pete Alonzo. Well, yeah, the, the Pete Alonzo home run derby and now, and now uh, defending his title. But DeGrom's 10-pitch strikeout, strikeout the side, I think that was 20... 16 2016 yeah. i think was maybe probably the greatest mets 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 moment appearance in in all-star history i'm sure like you know dave kingman or something hit a fucking home run back <laughs> right but it wasn't i mean that was that was the being like yo are you guys paying best. attention i'm really really good and yeah. then a couple of years later being like oh fuck he's the best Right. But it's also hard for like a, a, a starting pitcher to make a real impact in the all-star game because they pitch one inning, maybe two, Yeah, you know, like, um, but as poorly as the national league was in the actual all-star game, I thought the home run derby was maybe the best home run derby we've ever had. I didn't, nobody choked. Yeah. And it's like, we thought Shoei was going to, well, I don't know if anybody thought Shoei's going to choke, but it felt like Shoei was, choking and then yeah, he took there, a timeout there was a couple of bombs yeah there was a couple moments there uh in his and then uh, you know i think it was um mancini when he yeah. first started to and these guys they they took their timeouts they collected themselves but yeah everybody there was no mike piazza zero home run right no yeah fucking, I feel like everybody had at least 25 home runs or something ridiculous and so, a lot of I mean, swag to the moon. To the moon. He's he's taking timeouts and pumping up the crowd. He's playing he's, fucking New York rappers. He's the most in rhythm hitter I've ever seen at one of those things. He had an artist do his bat. He he was just bopping to whatever music was in his head or what was playing on, you know, on the PA or whatever. He was just in the zone. And he knew he was going to be in, and he called it. Yeah. And he said, he said after while they were, you know, in the interview, he said, you know, some of the, some of his teammates were like, bro, you're the five seed and you're the defending champ. And he's like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to win. And it's like, (laughs) and for him to say that, I mean, I know he can say it after the fact, but like, even after the fact saying, basically, you knew you were going to win the whole time is swaggerific. It is swaggerific. I mean, like, I think as far as like all-star kind of, um, you know, I'm the best, nobody can touch me kind of moments. There's Larry Bird with the three-point contest in like 87 or 88 when he's like, which one of y'all is fixing to get second? And then there's Pete Alonzo being like, no, 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 I'm going to win. No, 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 I'm the back-to-back champs. And then saying, I'm the greatest power hitter alive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the thing about Alonzo in the home run derby too, is like, especially at cores and especially with Otani and Vladdy, it's like, how far are, is somebody going to hit one? Not that, right. and, and not that Alonzo didn't hit one, hit a bunch very far, but the bottom line is I think he's like, listen, I just have to dead pull 360 to get it out and left. And I can do that 50 times in three minutes. 
Like yeah. I may not hit 10 balls, 500 feet, but I'll hit 30 balls, 361 feet. He's like, I'm not looking to hit the farthest ball. I'm looking to win the home run contest. Yeah. I'm the greatest power hitter alive. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least due to the week, beat Alonzo. Yeah. For his home run uh, performance, his home run derby performance. Now, before we get to uh, Ben uh, of the Long Island Ducks, uh, and before we do a slide into the DMs, let's just do like the quickest. Let's just uh, yeah. Let's just let's go around the league. You know, Crawford ourselves around the base with sure. around the bases, and and just we don't have to go into everything, but just tell me if anything stands out for you currently. The AL East, Boston, now only a half game up on Tampa Bay, six on Toronto, seven on the Yankees, twenty five on Baltimore. Baltimore's thirty two games under five hundred at the All Star break. It's like, Remarkable. Ouch. Um, hey, they got this kid, Cedric Mullins, who's a real leadoff hitter and, you know, a black American playing in the big leagues. That's good. You know, yeah. that's a step in the right direction. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we both said Boston w- was uh, was fixing for a comeback this year. Um, and here they come. Tampa Bay is is going to be great unless in, until the manager F's it up in the world series. And this Toronto offense is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. These guys rake. There was, um, you know, besides Vladdy jr. And Bo Bichette and there's, uh, Marcus Simeon in the all-star game. Uh, Roscoe Hernandez. Am I saying that right? That guy's a, that guy's a beast. All they do is hit bombs. And, you know, the the Yankees are a game behind Toronto in fourth place. The Yankees are seven and three in their last 10. But the Yankees have a plus seven run differential. And the Toronto Blue Jays just ahead of them have a plus 95 run differential. Like, I know everybody was on the New York Yankees and everybody's on, you know, they're going to... F- figure it out. They're going to make a late push. I don't necessarily think that they're primed to compete more than Toronto is. No, I mean, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know what their problem is beyond that. Like they were supposed to be able to hit and they can't hit now. And they, I, it feels like Garrett Cole, the- Garrett Cole got spider tacked. Uh, Gary Sanchez might be the worst defensive catcher when it comes to f- handling a pitching staff that's played the game since I want to say before Piazza. Like <laughs> I was about to say, are you gonna say Piazza? Piazza, say Piazza, like Piazza was not a great defensive catcher. Um and a terrible, like terrible throwing guys out, but like I feel like I feel like it, he cared. Right. Yeah. I feel and like I just, he I just tried feel like Sanchez can't up. even Sanchez can't even catch base like yeah. <laughs> His framing is atrocious. Yeah. Um well in the central, the Chicago White Sox, who I have as my AL pick to go to the World Series, are seven and a half games up on the next best team and everybody. So we'll skip that. Houston's only got a three and a half game lead at this point over Oakland, but Oakland like it's another one. The run differential for Houston is 129 and the Oakland is plus 30. 
Um, they're both kind of like playing middling baseball since the break. Um, and, and before, you know, they're 500 teams, uh, over their last 10, but that, you know, everybody was on Houston out of the gate cause they looked so good. Uh, but I like, I like your Oakland team making a run as a, as a demand to stay in Oakland. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, uh, Manfred came out and said, Hey, um, the A's are serious. They might go. So take it seriously, Oakland. But at the same time, like, don't be talking to Oakland. Be talking to those owners. Right. You know, you know, build your stadium. Build your stadium in Oakland. You've got a great fan base there. Start paying your players. Be like a big, a real big league franchise. I know. Or, obviously, obviously you're a San Francisco guy first, but you are, you're, you're very much the John Cusack of the Bay area. You support both, you support both <laughs> teams as weird as it is. <laughs> I do. I do. I, I cannot hate the Oakland A's. The Oakland A's have such a fantastic history of great players and, you know, antics, you know, like I, can, I, I really appreciate the Oakland A's and I want the best for them, but unfortunately how, but now that's my question. How, like, take me through on a scale from one to 10, how upset are you if Oakland moves to Las Vegas? It's like a seven. Okay. It's, it's pretty, yeah. You know, like a seven. I'm pretty upset about it. Um, but I mean, I'll say this for, you know, Mark Davis. Like at least he had a hand in building that stadium. Yeah. You know? So um I I hope it doesn't happen, you know, but at the same time, like I don't really want him to move to Fremont either. Right. You know, it's just the other plan. Like, I don't want him to become the 49ers and move to fucking Santa Clara. Like yeah. gross. Like I'd rather them move to Vegas. It move just to seems so stupid. Not like that. They're like the whole thing is like this, this, you know, um, gentrification of, of Oakland. Oakland's the Brooklyn of the Bay. It's there. There's wine yeah. there now. And yeah. There's fucking hip shit. And there's whatever. Just like give them a waterfront ballpark. Just go. Just, yeah. Put it in the port of Oakland, put it at Lake Merritt. I don't give a shit. You know, I mean, it, it's either like, um, the Chargers, like the Spanoses, where they're they absolutely could get enough money to put together a group to become like you know a billion dollar franchise. No, we're not going to do it. We're going to go the cheap route. We're going to try to still do like this kind of old timey family run operation that that just doesn't work anymore. You know, there's enough money in Oakland to put together an ownership group who can uh, finance a stadium. There's no question. Yeah. So, I mean, get her done. you know what, you know what it's like having a shitty owner. You're a Knicks In, fan. Indeed. And, yes. and, 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 a Mets fan, and a Mets fan. So uh, we well, got, yeah, we, we got one now. Right. Um, the NLE, speaking of my New York Mets, the Mets have a two game lead on the Phillies, a four game lead on the Braves who have lost Acuna for the entire season. That's um, brutal. A six game lead on Washington, a nine and a half game lead on Miami. The, the Mets have a plus five run differential. The second place Phillies have a minus eight run differential. The third place Atlanta Braves have a plus 25 run differential. 
The Washington, the fourth place Nationals have a minus 36. And then the fifth place Miami Marlins have a plus 16. Like it's the NL East wide is open. fucking wild. <laughs> so we got, we got two, four, six, nine and a half behind the Mets. Noah Acuna, uh, Joe Girardi is the fucking manager of the Phillies. Miami is Miami. Washington is sellers. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Washington wins? seems like I have way too much talent to be that shitty. Who wins right? the NL East? I, I think it's the Mets. I mean, I hate to be like a, an agreeer, but like um, it's still that pitching. I still like the Mets pitching top to bottom uh, over anybody else. I've never, I've experienced, you know, the Mets are historically uh, like, injury prone trainer deficient. Like mm-hmm. they've never, they've never been able to handle guys. I've never seen injuries like this on a team that's remained in first place the entire time. I've never seen, I've never seen a team lose absolutely every starter at some point and still be two games ahead, you know, post all-star break. I've never seen anything like it. It's unbelievable. I mean, you were carried by your bench throughout like the Pilars, the Pilars, right? The fucking, if you're told you, Alar, you love that Kevin Pilar, Kevin Pilar, Jonathan VR, like both of them, right. fucking great. Um, yeah, I mean, the guys who have stepped up for this team, it's like bananas. And so, I'm gonna agree with you just because they made it this far. It's like you, the injuries can't keep up. Nimmo's back and gets on base, his, his on base percentage is like 600. I don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> McNeil. What about Thor? Is yeah. Thor coming back? I honestly, I've counted out there. I'm, I, I want Cookie Carrasco to come back, and you know, uh, that that's where, and obviously Degrom. Hopefully, the ten day stint is just that. Um, and you know, he's between, got a little forearm tightness. Yeah, between Walker, Carrasco, Stroman, Degrom, that's fine. Like, and 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 Syndergaard will be a bonus. I would be totally fine with Syndergaard coming back in September and just like seeing what he gives us. Uh, Andy Ruther cursed his reds. They were four games back at the break. He had, he showed tons of confidence in them on dirty sports. They immediately get swept by the brewers and are now seven games back. They're in a series with my Mets uh, right now. And uh, it's seven, seven in the first game of the series in the bottom of the fifth. But uh, they're seven games back, followed by the Cubs, who are nine, followed by St. Louis, who's nine, followed by Pittsburgh, who's 19, uh, behind Milwaukee. It sounds like Chicago is going to be sellers. Um, wild, it sounds like totally at, wild. To at me. least Bryant is going to go for them. The talk is that maybe they end up saving the money to spend on Rizzo and Javi, potentially Javi moving as well. Certainly seems like Rizzo, um, is off the table. Um, as of right now, but obviously a lot can change. Does anybody catch Milwaukee? I say no. I say no. I say no. Um, obviously, I don't believe in the Reds. The Reds are the Reds are like pure sugar. It's like a lot of stats, but just like not good for you, right? You know. Um, uh, it's it's wild to me that Chicago. The Reds are this for, much. the Reds are for loco. <laughs> <laughs> Like you love it, but they should probably be banned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably shouldn't be allowed. Sure, poison. Cons- consume you shouldn't them. be able to consume that. <sighs> um, <laughs> um, 
it's wild to me the couple the Cubs have struggled as much as they have. I I don't get it. I part of part of me thinks that like they've been threatening to trade Chris Bryant for what it seems like five years. Yeah. And at a certain point, you're like, if I'm Chris Bryant, I'm just like, dude, fuck you. Just trade me already. Like, I'm tired of hearing, like, I'm one of the World Series heroes. Like, sign me, let me go, but quit talking about it. It's kind of like with Julio Jones. They just kept saying, oh, they might trade Julio. They might trade Julio. At a certain point, Julio's just like, trade me already. Yeah. Um, The... The Mets obviously are in, you know, he, he's one of the people that's, that's on the Mets uh, radar. Steve Cohen, who is a little too wild on uh, social media, uh, even for me, went with, I got to find the tweet because he just put it out a minute ago. Steve, Stephen A. Cohen too. Let's play GM again. Make a trade now and pay a big price or wait until closer to the deadline and pay a reasonable price. It's like, bro, why are you even fucking bro, shut the shit? fuck up? Yeah. Oh my God. You're destroying your bargaining position with every word you say, like quiet. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he's a, he's a new guy, a new owner with a new toy and he's, he's excited. He's an indoor kid and he finally feels like one of the cool kids. That's we what I to, think's going on. We go to the NL West. Your giants are a game up on the Dodgers and five games up on San Diego. I think all three of those teams make the playoffs. Um, does your it, te- does your team hold on and win the division? I don't think so. I I, I, I just don't think so. Um, I, does every team, time I look, does your up, team end up third? I think they do. I think they do, and I think they make the playoffs. Um, but I don't. I, it just seems to me like every time I look up, the Giants are playing somebody shitty. Yeah. Like, I'm like, damn, they're playing the Diamondbacks again. Um, but it, it, they they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Um, and they're 20 games, they're at least 20 games up, and they've been playing great baseball. So it's just odd to me that um, they're playing this good for this long against two other teams that are more talented than them. So I think that eventually the talent will win out, but I think the Giants are going to hang on for a wild card spot. Well, what's most exciting about it? is it really feels like the th- you're going to get two wild card teams out of the west. Yep. Which fucking boner what a bonerific wild card game that'll be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Padres, I mean, it's either Giants, Padres, Padres Dodgers, Dodgers, Giants, Dodgers. Giants, Dodgers. Yeah, bro. I mean, a one game Giants Dodgers game for, you know, Winner go home would be incredible. It would be incredible. Yeah, would be incredible. Now, am I going to go to it at Dodger Stadium? Probably not because I don't want to get murdered. But if it's in San Francisco, I'll probably go. If it's in, if it's in Dodger Stadium and it's one, I'll go with you. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go with you and I'll dress in all black and I'll act like I'm your security guard. I'll, I'll wear sunglasses at night and I'll wear. A I'll wear my jersey. Jeffrey Leonard jersey. Yeah, I'll wear. I'll, bl- I'll wear a black AirPods like I'm fucking on a headset. Yeah. And just fucking stand with you. <laughs> Cause it would just be so fun to be there. All it right. What, what do you say? We, uh, what do you say? We do tales from the indie leagues. Yeah, let's do it. And, uh, it. get your buddy Ben on here. Ben, uh, was, is, is a buddy of yours that you played with. Um, 
you met him, I think in, uh, in a tournament or something like that. We'll get, we'll get your story, but he currently plays for the long Island ducks or, or just recently, uh, played for the long Island. He had ducks. a two month stint with the long Island. He had a two, ducks. two month stint with the long Island ducks, which, uh, for people who don't know is like, I, I would say it's the second most famous, uh, active independent team. Like I think the St. Paul Saints are a little more famous, but yeah. the Long Island Ducks are for real, and they're currently managed by your boy, Wally Backman. Bud Harrelson managed them for a bit. A mm-hmm. um, lot of Mets and Yankees. It was their last stop out the door. Um, right. Fun fact about the Long Island Ducks, and and because we had Ben on, I think we have to do that. We might have to reach out to my buddy uh, Ray, who I I looked up the Long Island Ducks. Do you know the Long Island Ducks? have retired four numbers. Part owner of the Long Island Ducks, Bud Harrelson, former Mets shortstop and manager. Jackie Robinson, which is, I guess, all Everybody. the minors. Uh, Justin Davies, whose number was retired on June 18th, 2015. He's an outfielder and the franchise record holder for stolen bases. And then a friend of mine, Ray Navarrete, utility player and franchise record holder for runs, hits, home runs, RBIs, and doubles. Retired in August 2015. He, I can't, I had no idea that, that he's the all-time greatest duck, or that he had his number retired. I didn't realize <laughs> how long he fucking played there. I knew he played for the Ducks. I didn't realize it, and uh, so it's it, like I think we're just gonna have to have a run of ducks here, a row of ducks. <laughs> but we'll start it out with the newest, uh, one of the newest members of the Ducks, uh, your friend Ben. Let's let's get Ben on here. Well, folks, we've got a special guest, um, one of my former teammates and a guy I played with uh, in tournaments all over the country, Ben Farias. I first met Ben at the San Juan Airport in uh, Puerto Rico, and. I didn't know anybody there. I saw this kid. He looked like a baseball player. And I just went up to him. And I was like, hey, you play into this tournament? And he's like, yo, yeah. And the next time I saw him, um, he was hitting bombs against us. And for the next two or three tournaments, Ben was just a nightmare for us to play against. And I got to finally got to play with him in 2019. And we won the Puerto Rico championship. And... Um, this year, May 31, 2021, Ben signed with the Long Island Ducks and became a professional baseball player at age 32, which is pretty incredible. Um, ben, welcome. Benny from the Bronx, welcome to uh, Dirty Slides, my man. I'm excited. Hey, so, there he is. Uh, ben, Laz was just saying, signed uh, this May to the Long Island Ducks as a New Yorker, a very, uh, a very famous independent ball team. Uh, is that your first professional signing? Like, have you, had you played pro ball before that? No, never, never. That, that is wild at 32. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It was weird. How, how did that come about? Like how, how after, I mean, I assume you've been playing ball your whole life. How at 32 do you end up getting signed? Uh, well, I do what any athlete would do to get better. PEDs. (laughs) 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 Um, I mean, honestly, um, I've always been pretty decent. Um, but, uh, 
I would say, honestly, like COVID year, that COVID year, um, with all the messed up things that happened here in New York, we actually, I mean, nobody was working and me and, you know, a couple of friends, we just played every day, we practiced every day. Um, I think that's what made like the biggest difference. Um, Andy, I don't think, well, you got to meet my boy Robbie out in Puerto Rico. He played with us, um, not on the gays, but when we were with, uh, with Marcos, but, uh, me well, and big Andy, Rob. Big Rob, yeah, big Rob. Yeah, big Rob. Yeah. yeah. So we, man, Robbie is, like, addicted to baseball and hitting all the little things. He's the type of guy that takes 45 minutes with bands and all that stuff and, and tea work before he even touches the glove. So, and I always just make fun of him. But uh, we got together. Does, you, does Rob own a glove? <laughs> he, he's uh, mainly no, a hitter, isn't he? This big mittens. <laughs> um... Yeah, we just got together every day, man, just practice. And then we, we actually were lucky enough to play here. The league started out in New York. We started a little later, but we got to play. And um, the leagues were really good because uh, a lot of guys got released from the minor leagues and stuff because they, like, cut off the minors or something like that. Yeah. So we were seeing, like, professional arms every day, you know. So that, that's, 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 how it, that's how I got, like, a lot better, like, made that jump, you know. Uh-huh. And how did you how did you get hooked up with the Ducks? How did they so, come see you? Yeah, no, we um I play for this team here, the Long Island Black Sox. My guy Jimmy Rose, shout out to Jimmy. And um we actually play, he's got a great relationship with the Ducks. Um he's well known in Long Island, and we actually play spring training against them four games, like every year. That's their spring training. They play against us. Mm-hmm. Go to their stadium. And we'll play, you know, like a win Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday against them. And so, you know, it's a good opportunity for us to showcase them and 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 vice versa, you know. So that's how that's how I got seen by them. And so go Sorry. ahead, Joe. Uh, so uh, I'm going to skip ahead, but I know former Met legend and. Uh, and, and foul mouthed manager Wally Backman is, is the current manager of the, uh, of the ducks. What was your experience with Wally? Like Wally's cool. Wally. Uh, I don't know. He seems like real scary from like the outside. You don't talk to him. He's always got that face like, uh, but he's cool. He doesn't say, he doesn't say too much unless he has to, he's that type of guy. Like, you know, like, um, he doesn't tell you good job or unless like goes out of his way. Like, um, he also doesn't tell you about a lot like, uh, bunch of little things he just puts you out there plays your game puts the lineup up on the board you read it everybody goes out like he's real like real business with it yeah he's pretty intense what what was your first game your first start like what were your emotions like when you saw your name in the lineup for the first time remember that i was in west virginia actually we uh we started out we played three games here i came i think the third I started the third day, um, not started, but I, I got to the team on the third, third game. And uh, I got a pinch hit in the seventh inning. I popped out and I walked and then we went out to uh, West Virginia for our first away stand. And uh, I started the second game there. So it was pretty cool to see the, um, to see my name on the lineup. I started at third base. And uh, honestly, I was, I was a little nervous, man. Not yeah. going to lie to you. and i've been playing baseball every single day for like so long but um 
I was nervous. There was a good amount of fans there. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I couldn't help. I couldn't help the nerves. I was like, why am I nervous? Been doing this for so long, but it was it's professional. It's different. You but know it's I mean? professional now. Now you're a professional. Now, yeah. I mean, like I know you're close with your mom. Like, how did she react when you told her the news? Like, mom, I'm a professional baseball player. Like, how yeah. did that go down? She was stoked, but she also didn't even get because like a lot of people <laughs> like they don't know like independent ball. They know like right. the Yankee. It's right. You know what I mean? So like, oh, for who? And I'm like, the Ducks. And they're like, what? Like. <laughs> The ducks, so you know, you kind of explain mom. a little yeah, exactly. You don't know the ducks, <laughs> yeah, uh, Spanish, Los Patos, yeah. Um, but over the years, the, du- the ducks have had the ducks have had pretty some, famous, man. Pr- yeah, like the St. Paul Saints and the Long Island Ducks, and the there's a Bears team that's pretty famous, but those are the big time independent teams, yeah. So, it's so, is there anything that surprised you about Pro Ball, like? that you weren't expecting that kind of just threw you a little bit when you, yeah. when you signed uh, shit, you know what, honestly, how, how much, like how much time there is, right. Because it's an, it's an actual job. So we played at six thirty-five every day. Um, so we'd get to the ballpark at around, I mean, the lineup's always up at around one thirty PM. Right. You know, in there early doing whatever he has to do they're talking about lineups and this and it's there so we would take bp usually at 3 30 so guys are there usually like 1 30 to 2 p.m and then you know you just have and then after bp which ends at 4 30 you have uh two hours before the game starts so there's just a lot of downtime so you know for me i would go and you know do everything i have to do and then afterwards like shit what do i do you know what i mean yeah, and you start realizing, you know, you got to do this, you got to work out kind of, you take some swings if you're feeling something. There's a lot of downtime that you have to actually put to use or you can just hang out in the clubhouse and play cards and stuff like that. But there's a lot of times, the entire day pretty much. Is gone. Did, did you have a specific routine that you stuck to every day or did it change or like yeah, I, how did you I, organize I, your day? Yeah, I finally figured out a little bit later, I'd probably say like the second week there. Um, I'd go in, I'd try to get there at around two. Um hang out for a little bit uh and then at 2 30 i'd work out and not work out too heavy in the beginning i like the fucking like lift bench press and squat and then i'd realize during the game i'd be like a little little sore like, little heavy legged yeah exactly so i do like lighter workouts like a lot of reps i get a lot of uh like t work in stuff like that before bp and then bp i'd uh, you know just go through do what we had to do and then afterwards um I take I take advantage of like the uh, the athletic trainer, uh, ice and all that stuff that like I haven't done since like college, which helps yeah. a lot. And I would just hang out for like the last like hour and play cards and stuff and just let the edge off a little bit. Oh man, like when I went to fantasy fantasy camp, that was the best part of fantasy camp is the the trainer and the massages <laughs> and the ice. Oh, I was like, oh, I'm a good, big good quality now. good quality socks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the socks are incredible. <laughs> Ox. Oh, God. And when um, you're, you're, we, we mentioned it before, 32 years old, you signed your first professional contract between, you know, playing college ball and now are you playing baseball with the hopes that somebody sees you, somebody signs you, or was there a time where you were like, all right, now I'm just playing this 
like Laz plays for the gays. Like I, I, I assume Laz isn't going to run out there at first base, hoping somebody signs him to the, uh, you know, the, the, the ducks. I think he, are, are you, are you fucking kidding me? I, every day I'm like, I know the ducks are here somewhere. I know Wally sees this. Was that, was that in the back of your head the whole time? Or was there a point where you were like, okay, now it's like for fun for me, for whatever. I, I, I go through like different, honestly, I go through like different, um, like mindsets about it. Like I would say around like 25, 26, I kind of was like, all right, whatever. I'm just playing baseball because I love to play baseball, you know? Um, but every time we play against the Ducks, I've played against them probably, this would be my third year. Um, every time we play against them, I'm like, yo, if they were to pick me up, that'd be sick. I would 100% do it. You know what I mean? And then yeah. once that's worked, it just goes back to like men's league. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just in tournaments and having a good time and playing and competing, you know? So, now, but I would say when we play against them, I'm definitely like, hope they pick me up. Um, do you feel like you're going to start charging men's leagues for your services now, now that you're a pro <laughs> ball player? I mean, well, you can at least charge Aaron 50 bucks, man. He's got 50 bucks. Yeah. No, nah, luckily <laughs> I've, been, I've been playing for free for like forever. So I don't really. <laughs> When you when you signed and like you you come in the clubhouse for the first time, like what what is the vibe like with the new guy? Because like in pro ball, it gets I imagine it gets tense because everybody's, you know, trying to get to that next level. Did they welcome you with open arms or were they like a little like standoffish? They call you Crash Davis or there are a lot of Crash (laughs) Davises. What position you play, man? (laughs) No, it was cool, man. Every, everybody, everybody was cool. To be honest, um, I actually yeah. sat next to my boy uh, Jesse Jesse Berardi, who uh-huh. was pretty much my competition. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was a, a third baseman. He, they kind of moved him around a lot, like me. But he was there with spring training with them. Um, but I sat next to him, dude, and we became like best friends on that team. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it, was, it definitely wasn't like that um, at all. I think it can be like that if. If you kind of make it that way, if you're thinking that, you can kind of get mm-hmm. fucking paranoid. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't, to be honest, it wasn't like that. It was cool as hell. It was cool. Yeah. It was cool. You know? now, did you grow up but playing ball? At, at least, well, I walked in there with that mindset. Say it again. Did you grow up playing ball in New York? Are you from New York? Yeah, 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 yeah. I grew up playing in the Bronx. I went to high school in Brooklyn. Um, so I just played all over New York. Yeah. So yeah. The, the, the Long Island Ducks, they, they like to scout local and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talent here, you know what I mean? Um, and I think it works out for them too. If they don't got to provide the housing for a local guy and stuff like that. So, but, uh, but they bring guys from all over. I mean, there's guys from everywhere on that team, Cali, Miami, just every, if you look at the roster, the guys are from everywhere too, you know? They just want people that can bowl. What's your daily stipend on the road? Say it again. You broke like up. Your, your, daily, your daily stipend. Did you get a daily stipend on the road? Did you, they give you some meal money? Like, yeah, if, we had, if, we had a, if we were away for three games, we'd get 60 bucks. Uh-huh. If we were away for like a whole week, uh, we'd get like 160, I think, or 150. 160, I think. Like meal that's, money. that's the big time right there. Big time, dude. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> That's a big time. Now you're cool. I was like, man, this is sick. And well, the best part is we have food after every game, right. too. So if you don't want to eat it, then you spend that meal money. Um, 
but I ate all. I, I typically ate the food after the game. I didn't give a shit. I thought it was decent. Um, so then I just have money for myself, you know. Yeah, pocket and, that. And what's yeah. an what's an independent contract look like when they go, "Hey, Ben, we want to sign you. Here's your contract." What does that look like? Uh, it's a paper with a bunch of writing on it. <laughs> <laughs> you just sign X. You got like, yeah, to call, call my agent Smiley for the specifics. <laughs> <laughs> they sign you. They sign you for a season. They sign you for uh, for a couple of weeks, and then you know it's like a, a, a you know a month to month contract. I think. I think uh, listen, I'd be lying to you if I told you I read that whole thing. You were just uh, like you're like <laughs> instead like, of playing for free, dude, I wouldn't read it exactly. either. I definitely saw where it's how much I was getting paid and when. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think any, any contracts. I think uh, I think they can just terminate them at any time or trade you at any time or whatever the case they be. But I don't I don't know if you sign, you can sign for like the whole season. I don't know if you can do that. But can an independent team trade you to an affiliated team? Well, I mean, no. I suppose they affiliated, could, but affiliated team has to purchase your contract. Uh, I see. Yeah. Okay. They have to purchase okay. it. Pay the league, I believe, five thousand dollars. Yeah. They have to pay the Atlantic League five thousand, and then um, they have to give the club something as well. But they have to purchase it. Yeah. Okay. They actually just uh, they changed if the Mexican professional baseball league wants to buy an Atlantic League player, they just changed it to ten thousand. It used to be five thousand too because wow. they were taking so much. They like up the price for some reason. Oh, you got to get sold to Mexico, man. That'd be sweet. <laughs> be sweet. Paid over there. Yeah. Um. So when you like, as long as I've known you, uh, you've been an infielder. You played all over. Um. Uh. You you got in the outfield. How long had it been since you played the outfield? Did did that make you nervous? Because I get anxiety attacks if I have to go out in the outfield now. Yeah, I was like. Because I've seen some of the balls that guys hit. Right. Yeah. They're no especially with the balls. They're wound tighter. They're, you know, they feel like those MOB balls. So they they go higher. They go. Yeah. um, They get hit pretty far. So 100%. I was was, because they asked me, hey, Ben, you ever played the outfield? I'm like, of course. I'm not going to know anything. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, No. I actually went into the outfield in Lancaster in like the sixth inning for the first time. And the first play was a, a fly ball to me. And, of course. Uh, yeah. Ugly fun. And yeah. uh, made the play, made the play. And then the next game that I went into the outfield again, the same, the first, the first play was a fly ball to me. So they, I got action right away. Isn't that always how it works? <laughs> yeah. You know, hundred <laughs> percent. You can he's out, just, he's out there like bet the ball, on it. The balls are wound tighter. Yeah. I haven't played it or whatever. Yeah. Here it comes. <laughs> Bing! <laughs> crazy um, man it's crazy how you made zero errors i looked it up i mean first of all how does it feel to have a baseball reference page i mean that's pretty sick when i saw it i was like let's go finally yes <laughs> yeah yeah now at uh during adult league games you can always talk shit and be like you can google me can i google you <laughs> Oh, I've already started that. I went, I went, I played a men's game in between. I was like, listen, man, you're struggling. You want my professional advice? Guys are like, get the fuck out of here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm taking advantage of that. Trust me. How long had it been since you played first base? Uh, 
I mean, honestly, I've, I've definitely played it before, but I can't remember when. So right. Years. Yeah. Were, were you more nervous going over there or the outfield? Did the outfield more nerve wracking? To be honest, probably the outfield. Yeah. This is some infielders are like totally fine with it. And then other infielders are like, I hate it, you know, cause the, I don't know why it's the only infield position I could play. So it's, it's interesting to me when, in, when infielders go over there, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've always shitted on first base. Like I've been like all my friends who play first. I'm like, dude, you don't do anything. You're there. Cause you can't play a position. Like, you can 100%. Hit. That's- <laughs> and then I got there though. And like, I remember I, met, I got a start there in, um, where were we in York, Pennsylvania against the uh, revolution and, Guy smoked two balls at me for a game. And I think one of them should have been an error, but they gave him a hit because he hit them so hard. But yeah. I just got beat, you know what I mean? And and I also forgot, like, where to cover, like, on a double. Right? Yeah. I was just kind of, like, looking at the balls in the left center. I was like, oh, nice hit, dude. Yeah, and nice I, one. You, know, like, you better get to second base. base. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I had no idea, dude. And then yeah. that same game, there was a base hit with a runner on second. I think it was the center field. Right. Shit. I was just like, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, I'm oh, that's my, my bad dog. That's my, my cutoff spot. <laughs> Luckily, nothing happened, but yeah. I completely forgot where I was supposed to be. You know what I mean? That, yeah, I mean little- and that's that's the same thing as when we were talking about like you go in the outfield, of course, a ball gets hit to you. It's like, yes, I, re- I remember pitching and you give up a fucking triple in the gap and you're just sitting there with your fucking head in your hands. And then, of course, <laughs> the, the throw goes over fucking third base and you're like, shit, that was supposed to be me. Now it's a goes it real quick. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you see as like the biggest difference between playing playing men's league ball and playing pro ball? Or was there not much of one? Oh, there's there's definitely a huge difference. Um, I'd say, um, for one, like guys are in shape. Like in the <laughs> you can see guys and you're like, what the? For like one, face just looking at him, you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? You know, um, just how guys look in the uniform. You know, what I mean, they're in shape. They're there. It's it's business. Um, that's that's a huge thing um two um i'd say i'd say the talent level like for sure just in general like actual baseball talent like you know guys can play man everybody can play so um how about the, how about the fan experience what are long island ducks fans like they pretty turned up for ducks baseball yeah, the fans that's you know, you know how like when they're always interviewing baseball players like an MLB and they say thanks to the fans and this and that fans are great. I get it now why like a lot. I mean, the Ducks get a lot of fans. They get a lot of fans, especially how many uh, how many average fans do you think you you played in front of with the Ducks like at the home games on a, on a regular game like a like the weeknight games weren't crazy. You probably have like maybe I don't even know maybe two hundred people there. Right. But so it looks kind of empty though because the park is bigger. There's a lot. Of, I think there's maybe like five thousand seats. But yeah. like on fireworks, every time every time we do fireworks, like on the weekends, packed house, five thousand fans. It's a lot of people. That's a lot of energy, man. That's a lot of energy. Like, you know, especially so, coming from the men's leagues where it's just like you're playing in silence. You know, yeah. maybe there's a couple girlfriends there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's that's it's sweet, cool, man. It makes you it makes you want to like do do good. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Like, cause you kind of look around, like I know the first couple of weeks out there, like I just look at, look around and look at all the fans. Then you kind of get used to it. 
But then yeah. you can feel the energy. Like any play that happens, they scream. Right. I, mean, I made a diving play at third base, and immediately once I caught that ball, like the fucking stadium goes nuts. And then I make the play, and they go even even crazier. So it's it's a sick. That's pretty. That's fucking awesome. It really ups your focus, huh? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, what? Cool, what cool was your part, best? Right? Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. My bad. It's all the kids as well. Like when you're warming up. Yeah. Right field, the kids looking at you like you're like you're in the big leagues you know what i mean because they're kids so and i remember what it looks what it felt like to look at professional guys when i was little so you know i had this thing where i would, I would always play catch with one of the one of the fans and they love oh it. that's cool that's they cool love it. yeah uh man i mean like you were you were in in line for a bobblehead night for sure a fan favorite <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um I know you've got a, a close clue of, uh, crew of friends, uh, J-Lo and JJ and Josh and the aforementioned Smiley. How many games did they make it to and how bad did they heckle you that first time? <laughs> they didn't make it to one, actually, man. They kept... What? They kept, yeah, they kept saying they were going to go this and that and uh, that he tried to get to They're fucking fired. Done. Done, dude. Done. I had, I, had, I had people like that came to see me that I haven't seen in like years. Yeah. And your yeah, crew yeah. didn't come? You think they're jealous? They were, and then the other day I was like, yo, I got released. They were like, yo, we're supposed to go tomorrow. I was like, this is <laughs> I, I think that was their heckle of you that they never the showed heckle. up. <laughs> my my dad did that same thing. My dad's like, I'm gonna come to one of your baseball games. I was like, I stopped playing three years ago, but I appreciate it. <laughs> did I miss it? Yeah, I'm 22 now. You fucked yeah. up. <laughs> Yeah, no, so they didn't make it out. But my family got to make it out. I saw a picture on Instagram with like your nieces or your nephews down on the field. That must have felt great. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, my grandma came that day. My mom, uh, my uh, my brother-in-law, my sister, my nephew, <clears throat> and my grandma. So that was pretty cool. That's great. How'd you That's play great. that day? Say it again. How'd you play that day with the whole family in the? In the uh, I I lined out to short. I got pinch hit. I lined out to short, and then I um, I think that was it. Yeah, I just got a pinch hit, and I lined out to short. So that was it. Hit the ball. So hard. you pieced pieced up two balls, then, right? Yeah, pieced up a little ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. What was your uh your best on field moment with the with the Ducks? Uh, it had to be in uh in Lancaster. We have a in the Atlantic League the uh, the experiment with like rules there for uh-huh. MLB. Yeah. So we have um, I forget what you call it the double hook rule or the whatever. Once you take out once you take out your starting pitcher, you lose the DH. Okay. So the pitcher now goes into the DH spot. Whatever pitcher is on on the field, if he comes up to hit, he's gonna have to hit in that spot unless you you know you take him out and you put a, a, a hitter in the front. Player right. has to go to whatever so you got to just keep making moves but we were in Lancaster we were playing a seventh inning uh seven inning game because it was makeup and um we tied the game we have this oh we have this uh player on our team Clint Freeman he's a pitcher and he's a hitter so he'll mm-hmm. come in and pitch and then if it's like they do it strategically where if he's going to hit the next inning they'll bring him in because he can he can hit and we don't got to start moving guys around but he already had did that the last inning. So the next inning comes up. We have bases loaded. LJ Mazzilli's up. He gets a base hit, goes under the right fielder's glove, tie the game at five. And it's the top of the seventh inning. And 
Clint Freeman spot is up, but he can't, he's already out the game pitching, so he can't hit. So Wally had forgotten that he had to make that switch. And um, he's like, oh shit. And he just looks down the fence, he goes, Fabulous. And I'm like, fuck. And then I can't find my batting gloves. It's and it's it's the worst too because it's professional. So it's not like you're in the dugout in men's league. You're just like, give me a give me a second. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Because you gotta like, I couldn't find my batting gloves. What happened was the catcher had put his catcher's mitt over them. So I just went up there, I grabbed the bat, and I just went up and it was facing their closer because it was the top of the seventh from three away. The dude was throwing 96. And I hadn't taken a swing the entire game since, you know, since BP. Right. And you got no batting gloves. You no feel naked. <laughs> exactly. And uh, no, but I, I swung at the first pitch. I followed it straight back. Then he threw a changeup. And I swung through it. And he threw a fastball again. I got a base hit to take the, to take the lead. Oh, that's and dope. So that was, that was probably the sixth moment. And then we won the game. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That was that was that was pretty sweet. That's another thing with um with uh with this that's been difficult that I missed is like kind of not is not playing, you know. Seven yeah. Guys, everywhere I go, I'm you know I'm playing, I'm starting for the yeah. most part. Yeah. And uh, there, you know, I was just you know coming off the bench a lot, pinch hits. Yeah. And and later in the game, like seventh inning and on, so for the whole game, you're just like just kind of sitting around. You're keeping busy, but like. There's not, there's not much to do. You can go in the cage and take a few swings, but even that, like sometimes I get paranoid. Cause it's like, fuck, what if, what if they look, they look down the bench for a guy and I'm not there. You know what I mean? They can pick somebody else. So you kind of just got to go in raw dog and, and get the job done. You haven't seen <laughs> going hard. You know what I mean? Believe me, you're talking to a couple of guys who spent a lot of time on the bench. So we know exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> you know, exactly the anxiety. I was the guy. I was the guy sitting right next to the manager, and then he'd look past me and be like, "This got to be somebody in the cage we can use, right?" Cause, cause he, is anybody in the cage? Did we sign anybody today? <laughs> well, Ben, we'll, we'll let you go here in a minute. But uh, I know when last first reached out to you, you were still on the roster. So did you just get released in the last couple of days? I got I got released after yesterday's game. Jeez. Right after yesterday's game. What a nice yeah. guy Laz is. He's like, hey, do you still want to do the pod- <laughs> you still want to do the podcast? Come on and talk about it. Well, it's funny. He told me, and I'm like, he's like, we're still good for 8 p.m. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not on. I actually just got released. I'm released. So. <laughs> you guys want to talk about that or something else? <laughs> um, and, and what was that like? How do they? Yeah, they just, yeah, yeah. Was yeah, it like, Wally? Did Wally release you? Yeah, Wally. Um, and I knew it because. I've, I've realized I've seen when guys get cut over there already mm-hmm. a bunch of guys have gotten cut. So after a game, he'll just call them over to the office and he's never done that. I haven't seen anybody in his office since the beginning of the season, unless it was for that. So yeah, I remember I, remember I was, I was taking a piss in the urinal. His office is like two doors down and I'm taking a piss and I hear him come out the, come out into the hallway and goes, give me Ferris his deep ass voice yeah oh shit yeah and i didn't expect it at all i didn't expect it at all um because again i did i did pretty well and um so the guy uh ben was like various and i was like i'm right here he's like wally i I already know i went in there the gm mike faff was there and wally was there uh and yeah he just said listen we got uh too many too many guys right now with this guy coming back and this guy coming back and um we're gonna have to release you we need some space for pitches and stuff like that 
And I was like, shit, all right, you know. And he told me to stay ready. And uh, he, he said like three times that I'll be back. Um, but who knows? I don't I mean, I, that was going to be my next question. Do you feel like, you know, you're, you got a shot at them calling you again? Um, because you made, it sounds like you made a really good impression and, you know, you hung in there for a couple of months. That's two, that's a two month stint in pro ball. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely, I think it's possible for sure, but it's not yeah. something I'm like waiting on every day. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. What I always do is go, go play ball with, with like two or three different teams. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it honestly right. is all good, you know? But you didn't yeah. burn, you yeah. didn't burn the bridge. You didn't go full major league. You're like, I'm going to come back yeah. here and yeah. shove it up your and fucking shove it up ass. Your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Wally. You might think I'm shit now. I don't have the balls to say that shit, especially not to Wally. <laughs> he well, at least he showed you the respect of cutting him, cutting you, you know, himself and the GM was there. Wasn't like some assistant to the GM was like, hey, you're cut, you know. Right, did he, right, right. You know, like did he say this is a, yeah. Did yeah. he say this is the toughest job a manager's got? Definitely. Start off like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably one of his easier jobs. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to make like Wally Backman and release you here, Ben. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, we, we do a, uh, we do a segment tales from the minors, but I think tales from the independent league has even more legs and yeah. uh, we're honored to have you on. Sorry to hear about your release. We hope you're, we hope you're back soon, but if you're not, we hope you, you know, stay hitting, Stay hitting in the men's leagues. Yeah, I'll see you out in Arizona, I'm sure. And drinking. I miss the beers after the game and during the game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you guys. You got it, Ben. Thanks a bunch, brother. All right, Andy. I'll see you soon. All right. All right, buddy. All right. That was uh, was fun. That was incredible. My guy, Ben Farias. Um, and one more thing that we didn't do, uh, if you guys want to follow Ben on Instagram, he's one with two N's zero N L Y Ben on Instagram. So it's J U A N N zero N L Y Ben, um, on Instagram, follow him. Um, he's a great guy, hell of a player. And, uh, um, one of my, one of my favorite X gays out there. Give me his out Instagram the world. one more time. Cause I'm going to follow him right now. Uh, J U A N N zero N L Y Ben one only Ben. I love it. Got yep. it. Lion ducks infielder. Number one. That was great. I mean, what a wild tale. The idea to sign your first professional contract at 32. Yeah. Incredible. That's like a fucking, uh, de- that's like a Dennis Quaid movie. Yeah. Isn't that the rookie? Yeah. Isn't that- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really fun just kind of getting his perspective about like, you know, pro ball and all of a sudden it's a job and like what it's like. And I think my favorite answer when you asked him, like, what was the difference between semi-pro and pro ball? He's like, well, for one, everybody's in shape. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) True. But he, facts, but I mean, man. obviously, we we just do an audio version of this, but we were all mm-hmm. on Zoom together. He's in fucking great shape, and he's thirty two. Like that's it's just amazing to me that like he says, "Oh, I'm I played, 
I kind of gave, you know, 26, it becomes whatever he plays men's league ball. The, the ducks are an independent team that play like a lot of those independent teams are in and out of kind of professional, like they'll play other professional teams. They'll play other, they'll play some semi-pro teams, play some semi-pro teams. So like the idea to go from just being a guy who's playing men's league ball to getting fucking scouted and pulled in, like it just shows you what independent, they just want to win games. Like there's no end of the rainbow for Wally Backman and there's no, you know, for their, no. it's like, we got to win games. Yeah. This guy, and whoever can help us can help us. Yeah. He's 32. Yeah, we don't care. Great. Yeah. 24. We don't give it to like, we're, yeah. If he's really great, somebody's just going to fucking buy him from us. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And, and I, I would not bet against Ben getting re-signed by the ducks at some point. Um, because they really just let him go because it was just a numbers thing and they needed more pitching for, you know, whatever. And there's guys coming off the injured list. So somebody gets hurt again. I bet you they're going to call Ben again. Um, cause like, like I said, like when I met him, I, you just look at him and he's tall and kind of, kind of lanky. And you're like, Oh yeah, this guy's a fucking ball player. And the first time I saw him play, he dropped a bomb in Kaye, um, which is no easy. It's like three, 360 down the line it's it's a big it's a big yard and he's just like you know george foster body looking guy just whipping those wrists through and a really great player and a good guy well we're, we're now rooting for him he's a, yeah one uh, only ben he's a slider uh yep. so it's great to have him and speaking of the sliders uh we are going to slide into the dms here laz uh, yes, there's, there's a lot of stories we could cover. There's a lot of things that have happened since the last episode we have, but fuck all that. Uh, first and most importantly, we are going to slide into the DMS because our, our Twitter was gone and, uh, let's just see where we're at. So big thanks to Chris Reedy for, uh, at Twitter for yes. solving that problem for us. Huge My guy, thanks. Chris. Yes. Huge thanks. Uh, this one's from Levi's dad. At Jay Schnulls five fellas. What's up? My name is Jake. I'm a huge fan of your show and I love, love, love the baseball talk. Baseball is one of my favorite things in the world with the announcement of the universal DH coming soon, whether it's this year or next year, it got me thinking, what rule would you like to see put in place to make baseball more interesting for me? I think I would have flip flop my pitchers and position players. Only pitchers can hit and position players can only pitch. Maybe you've discussed this before and I forgot, but I'd love to hear some of your answers. Stay dirty and fuck Chase Utley. So this, I don't, I don't is this, this like the acid version of baseball that yeah. he wants to see? <laughs> it, se- it seems like this isn't as much of a, like a rule change as like what, you know, if, if you could do any kind of crazy. It's just like a wackadoo yeah. game to sell tickets. Like, what? yo, all the pitchers are hitting and all the hitters are pitching. Yeah. <laughs> I kind okay. of love it. If, so yeah, if, if you had to get if you had to get real wild, what would you <sighs> real wild like that? Yeah. If you could like if you could if they were like, all right, listen, you are you are the owner of the Long Island Ducks, right? You can make a fucking wild rule for the Atlantic League. What do you? What's your what's your move? Uh, I'd say like uh, once a week, your owner must play. <laughs> <laughs> And your owner must play in the game that the other owner is playing in, you know, so he can see who's better between the owners on the field right there. 
right? Okay. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, that's that's a, the first. That's the first rule I would do if I was owning a team. You know, I'd Charlie Finley that shit. I would. Uh, I would go wiffle ball rules. I would go pegging is legal. <laughs> <laughs> Not only is pegging legal, but if you can peg a runner, you get two outs. So if a guy just grounds the ball to short, you can still take it and throw it over to first. But if you can right. get him, if you can get him with it, it's like a double play. Oh, it's like the butts up rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I feel like this. Uh, here's a rule I would do: if um, uh, if one of your players gets pegged. Um, your pitcher can step off the mound and fire one at the opposing manager. Oh, I like that. So, you know, so fucking Tony La Russa can eat a fastball in his fucking face. You know, maybe they won't be thinking about throw at the guy so much if they're going to throw at you. You know, I also love the idea of a Doc Ellis rule where 60% of your players on the field have to be on acid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or like once a week, the umpires must be on acid. Yeah, that's only yeah. gonna make it better. Yeah, <laughs> you right. can't be any worse. This is from our boy, or Angel Hernandez must must be on acid every this, single time. This is from our boy B Roman at Brewing Broman, a great dude. I believe he's in the Maryland or Baltimore or somewhere in the Mid Atlantic region area. Yeah. He's a brewery. Sent me some great beers. Uh, sliding into the DMs, Nats fan here. All right, so I was right. Back at games now that we all got our antivirus and malware updates, Joe was talking about the food during the latest Dirty Sports and brought up value. With concessions being one, pricey, and two, causing you to miss the game while you wait in line, what would you consider to be the best value food where you don't hate yourself for what you paid for it and got your ass back to your seat before the next inning started? For my fuck them, it's got to be the Astros and their defenders. It's not just that they cheated. A lot of teams cheat. It's that they took the feeling of being able to appreciate objectively good baseball away from everyone. They were a sweetheart team that if your team wasn't in the mix, you were probably rooting for them to win. And by cheating, they took all that away from us. So fuck the Astros and fuck their defenders. <laughs> I, I got to agree with that. Cause I was rooting for that. I love those Astros teams and yeah, it hurts and more you, that you love them. Right. 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 Uh, I mean, to me, to it's answer, also, they involved, they involved like, the video camera they had yeah. props with their cheating it wasn't just like hand signals yeah which you know i think is you know if you can if you can steal pitches on your own or you can steal signs on your own and can relay it back without getting caught like you kind of deserve to get yeah. it it's you know, like, but if you're using a camera and a garbage can, like, fuck you. It's like the Patriots sending guys to fucking stadiums and like costumes yeah. as like NFL Pro. films guys and right. filming the sideline the week like, before they're there. You're like, you need it that bad to beat the Bengals. You know what I mean? Like, you have on. to send an intern out to find fake mustaches and fake glasses. <laughs> yeah. Like you might have taken this too far, Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, concessions wise, uh, what would you consider to be the best value for? food where you don't hate yourself for what you paid for it and you got your ass back to the seat before the next inning started i know it's kind of cliche but it sounds it, it sounds like seems, hot dog and popcorn just seems so obvious that's hot dog right yeah yeah it's like a hot dog's filling they're not they're not that expensive there's usually a stand that's just hot dogs yeah but like you just you're just talking about hating yourself what you paid for it not hating yourself 
for yeah. eating it and feeling like shit. Yes. Because I feel like shit every time I eat a Dodger dog. And that's not because I'm a Giants fan. It's because Dodger dogs are horrible. Yeah. They're really bad for you. I don't mind a Dodger um, dog, but. You know, I mean, like. And it's weird because I'm not what really I a mind. hot dog guy. Yeah. This is what I mind about the Worst, Dodger dog. Wait, 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 wait. Worst hot dog. A Dodger dog or the dog you got at fucking Industry Hills? Ooh, ooh that was a slippery dog. <laughs> Uh, that was so wet. Uh, Dodger dog. Dodger wow. dog's worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the, well, it's the same dog that, that they sold at USC. <laughs> There's nothing Dodger about it. It's the same hot dog. No, I'm just kidding. The Industry Hills hot dog is worse. <laughs> Maybe it's because it's so recent and I haven't had a Dodger dog in so long. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I mean, like, as far as speed... And monetary value, um, it's the classics. It's hot dog and popcorn and, you know. Peanuts. 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 Those are easy. The whole game. Yeah. All right. This one seems like a long question. It's Well, it's actually a very short question. It seems like a long answer. But mm-hmm. I feel like we can bang this out. So I'm going to fucking take it upon us. This okay. one's from Jared Horn. J-Red Horn. Uh, each franchise's biggest dude and or your favorite player from each team. I think our favorite players, stupid. Let's just, I think we could more likely agree. We just got like all-time dudes from each team. All-time dudes. Boston, biggest dude. Pedro? Uh, big Poppy Poppy? Pedro. Big Poppy? Yeah. yeah, it's Poppy or Pedro. Poppy got shot and lived. I'm going Poppy. Let's go Poppy. Yeah. Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay. Um, I mean, is it still, is it still Azarina? <laughs> yeah. Right. Azarina. That's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Toronto blue Jays. Oh, all time biggest dude, Toronto blue Jays. I mean, Joe I Carter think walked it's, off a series. Joe Carter walked off a series. Jack Morris was a pretty much a big time dude, but he's probably a big time dude for two or three other teams. Yeah. Um, is it George Bell? I think it's, I guess it's Joe Carter. He didn't really, or it's McGriff. Molitor? Not yeah, but dude. Not uh, dude yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Molitor. I he feel like if you walked of, off a series, you I think it's Joe Carter. It like, you know, if Ro- Roberto Alomar didn't rape so many people at the Sky Dome, it'd probably be him. But, you know, the I think York, it's Joe Carter. New York Yankees. Oh, it's Mickey Mantle. I was going to say Mantle or uh, Reggie Jackson. Yeah. I mean, I love the shit talk from Reggie J- Jackson, but I also love the drinking from Mickey yeah. Mantle. I'm, gonna, so. I'm with you. I'm on, Mickey, I'm on Mickey Mantle. I'm on Mickey Mantle. It's weird that we didn't say Babe Ruth. He's a but he didn't, he didn't play against black guys. So yeah. Whatever. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, it's got to be Cal, right? I'm fine with that. Chicago White Sox. Isn't Bo Jackson the biggest dude in the history of sports? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna, I was just going to save him for the Royals. Yeah, that's um, fine. Dick Allen back in the day was um, a pretty big dude. Frank Thomas um, is literally the big hurt. Yeah, it's probably. I mean, yeah, I'll give it to Frank. Uh, I never the, saw Dick Allen play. The Cleveland Indians. I mean, it's... 
it's Albert Bell or Manny Ramirez to me. I yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I think Manny, right? I think Manny for what he did elsewhere still, but like I think he's probably still their biggest dude. Do you do we think like Manny's the Dodgers' biggest dude? He might be. Because you could make an argument, I think. Yeah. So Manny? You, were going Manny. you could be a dude for multiple teams. Totally. The Detroit yeah. Tigers. I mean, the guys that come to mind are Kirk Gibson and Jack Morris. Yeah. But I'm they could Jack be Jack Morris. Yeah. I mean, he he had his Jack Morris was on the team in 84. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's flat. It's big Jack. I mean, Jack that, takes us, that takes us to the twins, which could also be Jack Morris, but it's like, there's a lot. There's the twins are more dude heavy. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kirby Puckett, uh, definitely a candidate, but he had, he, he was a wife beater. And I think yeah. we put a wife beater down as not dude wife beaters and virgins can't be dudes. Yeah. So sorry, Curb. Um, uh, Jack Morris just owned 40% of the AL Central. <laughs> yeah pretty much i mean tory hunter yeah tory um, hunter, dude pretty dude heavy. yeah pretty dude heavy buxton just can't stay on the field he's pretty fucking dude-erific gary uh, Gaetti was a stud yeah herbeck was a stud but i mean i think it's tory hunter or jack morris i'm happy with either one. maybe it's just jack morris i mean i mean look what it. he did look what he go. did the kansas city royals that's Bo jackson Bo Jackson, the Houston Astros. We do have a Nolan Ryan prime there, part mm-hmm. of his part of his prime. Um, we have Biggio and Bagwell. Biggio and Bagwell. We the have great Juan Cruz. Yeah, we have Altuve. He cheated, but he's five seven and somehow fucking has an eight foot dick. Yes. Um, Biggio like. And I mean, Biggio's got 3,000 hits and he was a catcher and a second baseman. It's hard for me not to say Biggio. I'm into he it. seems kind of dorky, but like still a dude. Yeah. Like Seton, I think it's Biggio. Seton Hall's own Craig Biggio, the Oakland yeah. Athletics, to Ricky Anderson. Yeah, it's Ricky Anderson. Seattle or it's Mar- Reggie Jackson, but yeah. it's probably Ricky. <laughs> it's probably Ricky. Uh, the Seattle Mariners is tough. I mean, it's Griffey or is it Ichiro? Griffey. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. Ichiro is incredible. You know, Ichiro only played for the Manor. No, he played for the Yankees and shit. Um, But I mean, it's Griffey. Who would you rather have on your team right now? Just like prime Griffey or prime Ichiro? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Probably prime Griffey, but I don't know. It's close. I love Ichiro. I do too. I do too. And it's not like, oh, like, you know, Griffey was a better outfielder. I mean, was he? Yeah. Griffey had a better arm. Oh, did he? I don't even think. I think. I think outfielder, maybe, probably. Pro- yeah. I'm gonna say probably. Better arm, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. You know. Now, could you know Ichiro had a ton of power? They say if you wanted to, but does he have 50 bombs power? Right. I don't know about that. All right, we're going Griffey. It's yeah, fine. he deserves yes. it. He earned it. Yeah, but what? I mean, there's also Randy Johnson. Yeah, it's true. But he's so grumpy. He could be he a virgin. Could, he could also be the Diamondbacks. We'll give him yeah. the Diamondbacks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Los Angeles Angels, Anaheim. Mike Trout is Mike the Trout, dude, and, uh, the biggest dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
show is coming. Uh, the, yeah. The Texas Rangers. Are we going Pudge? Are we going Juan? Juan gone? <laughs> Are um, we going Nolan Ryan? We going fuck. I mean, Josh man. Hamilton was smoking crack cocaine and fucking taking meth, and still, and still doing it. I mean, my gut is Pudge just because of the longtime catcher. I'm I'm going so studly. I love it. it. The New York Mets. Oh, that is interesting. Like when I think of, you know, I I think of, I think of Doc and Straw first kind of when I think of the Mets. Um, But they're both so (laughs) wacky, you know? Well, the other thing with the other thing with Doc and Straw is like, it's hard to be a dude. And, you know, when you're a dude in, in you, New York in the 80s, when you're a dude you're in New York dude. in the 80s, it's like it's tough to survive. And they didn't. Yeah. No. I just think I just think the quiet James Bond like just quiet killer that is Jacob deGrom. I know, uh, you know, prisoner of the moment. But the dude is fucking. He, yeah. I mean, when it all comes that when when he's done and you look at his lifetime statistics, they're going to just overwhelm Doc. You know, they really I'm, are. I'm going Grammar. Okay. That's a, that's a third team we've said no to not Nolan Ryan for. Yeah. That's a fourth. The Philadelphia Phillies. Darren Dalton? Um, Schmidt? <laughs> Michael Jack Schmidt? I think it's Michael Jack Schmidt. Carlton? It's got to be, right? Carlton? Steve Carlton. Uh, I, I'm just going to say Michael Jack Schmidt because I saw him play more than I saw Steve Carlton play. I think I'm Steve Carlton is with you. I'm going Schmidt. Yeah. The, the Atlanta Braves. I mean, does, does bad Henry count? Henry Aaron? Yes. His wife still looks 20. It's Hank yeah. Aaron. It's Hank Aaron. We love Greg Maddox, but it's Hank. Yeah. The Washington Nationals. Slash Expo? No, we'll just do Nationals. The expos are no longer. Well, I mean, if if we could do Expos, we get like, Vladdy. We get to Vladdy. We get Larry Walker. We get to Pedro. We get to Prime Bortolo. You know, but there's also Scherzer. Scherzer. Fuck the Nationals. You know? Let's go, Vladdy. <laughs> it's Vlad. <laughs> the Marlins. Uh, the all-time Marlins. Um, is it Sheffield? Is it Gary Sheffield? Is he the all-time biggest dude on the Marlins ever? Um, not against that. I'm trying to think of who else would be. Uh, uh, Miguel. Um, who's the who's the big stud in Detroit? Uh, yeah, Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera. Uh, I'm just thinking like we did. The, we did give. The, Cabrera, we, we did. We, we did right. not mention Cabrera. For the Tigers. Yeah. Let's give Cabrera the Marlins. Okay. Over Chef? Chef was such a bad, bad man. But, yeah, that's okay. The Milwaukee Brewers. Gary Sheffield? Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like it's – I feel it's got – like, we got to, like, mention Robin Yount. Yeah. You know? The Cincinnati uh, Reds. 
Oh, I mean, so heavy, so dude heavy in the seventies. So I mean, it's I mean, is it Johnny? Be- Johnny Bench made like a country album, which is either serious dude stuff or not. I think dude it's serious stuff. dude stuff. Yeah, I mean, also he didn't, like- he didn't make a he didn't make a mid two thousands pop country album. He made a fucking nineteen seventies one. And also, uh, Pete Rose was fucking around with a 13 year old girl. That's not dude behavior. Yep. Um, George you Foster's know, got heavy dude vibes. Eric yeah. Davis has Harry. Eric dude Davis vibes. has heavy dude vibes. Barry Larkin. Larkin. You it's know, either Eric Davis or Bench, I think. I mean, I'm going to say Eric Davis because. I saw him play more than I saw Johnny Bench play. And he but, had he had a lot of dudeness about him. Oh yeah, just his whole batting stance and his whole his whole vibe. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Now Barry Bonds was pretty bitchy with the with the Pirates. Now he was bitchy with the Giants too, but like um is it is it Pop Stargell? Is it Roberto Clemente? It's probably Roberto Clemente, right? It probably is. Seems seems pretty, dude. Yeah, dude I mean, he's got an air. He's probably has at least two airports named after him. Yeah, <laughs> in Puerto Rico's. That's probably Roberto Clemente. York, San Francisco Giants. I mean, to, it's both. It's between Willie Mays and Barry Bonds, really. You know, um, to be honest, they're both kind of cunts. You know? I, didn't know, I didn't know that about the say hey kid. Yeah, Willie Mays was the one who kind of taught Barry how to treat people. And he treated the media like shit. He was he was kind of mean to people. And uh and Bobby Bonds was a bit mean to people too. So um um but I mean on the field, Barry Bonds is still the best hitter I ever saw. You know, and I didn't see Willie Mays play. So, if we're gonna do a tiebreaker, how the like if you were doing if you were doing first place votes, second place votes, third like it was like the MVP. How far down the list before you get to Kevin Mitchell? Because he was a fucking badass. Uh, no, bro. Like, if it's up to me and I'm just voting, and of course I am just voting, and I. I've had conversations with Kevin Mitchell at fantasy camp, at fantasy camp specifically how many people he beat up during his big league career. And just for that conversation, I think it's maybe it is Kevin Mitchell. I love it. Let's Cause he Kevin. gave like, it. What a he fucking... gave everybody a two piece. Yeah. Yeah. Shock the world. Kevin Mitchell. Kevin yeah. Mitchell, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Manny Sheffield. Manny. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. I've told the story before and I'll tell it again. Mm-hmm. Rumor has it that Fernando Mania, the four yeah. days, the four days he wasn't pitching, he would go shirtless under a full jacket until he got so hot and bothered that he would go to the training room, take off his jacket, lay down shirtless, and drink an entire 30 pack of silver bullets. Well, then it's fucking Fernando Valenzuela. <laughs> He also went played the Mexican league in the, in the off season and pitched and uh, hit, played first base and hit bombs. I love it. Yeah. The, the San Diego Padres. Um, I mean, Tatis is certainly coming. 
Um, Tony Gwynn obviously is Mr. Padre. Yeah. Um, Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman, but it's hard for me to get behind a changeup pitcher. You know, he's a trick picked pitch specialist. Um, you know, like no disrespect to to Tony Gwynn, um, a great a stud, but like he didn't have big dude vibes. No. Tatis you know, has way more dude vibes. Way more dude vibes. I kind of got to give it to Tatis. I'm fine with that. The Colorado yeah. Rockies. Larry Walker. Vinny Castilla. Andres the Dante, Big Cat Galarraga. Dante Bichette. <laughs> One of those fucking 90s power hitters. So it's not Todd Helton. It's not no. Players. I, I, I would pick Vinny Castilla over Todd Helton because I know that Vinny Castilla kind of like took Todd Helton under his wing and taught him how to be a dude, you know? For that, he just had Peyton Manning as his mentor. Um, I, yeah, I mean, as a I Giants think it's... Fan, as a Giants fan, who did you hate to see come up? You're like, fuck, now we got... Nolan Arenado. The heavy dude. Honestly, guy. yeah. Yeah. Um, Andres Galarraga was a monster. El Grande Gato. Yeah. He was a monster, man. But Larry Walker was in prime Larry Walker years. And he was Canadian. Canadian. And he had had a fucking mullet. The Larry Walker. The people of Colorado will will be ecstatic. And Arizona, should we just go with fucking Randy Johnson? Um. I mean, there was uh, roided out Louis Gonzalez. Right. Right. There was, I mean, Kurt Schilling is such a cunt. It's hard to like, I like, I know he had a bloody sock once, but like, to me, he's just a cunt. He's just bitching all the time. Uh, Yeah. I mean, like Randy Johnson, Mark Grace. I mean, I think Mark Grace should definitely be in, like the honorable mention dude, solid fame for both the Cubs and the Diamondbacks. Um, yeah, I think it's Randy Johnson. Who did we give it? Who, did, who was our Cubs? No, do we? Do, I don't know if we did the Cubs. Did we did do I the, skip Cubs? the Cubs? You might have skipped the Cubs. Let's, let's go. I mean, to me, it's Javi and like Sammy Sosa certainly deserves some, some run. Um, did I did I skip the Cubs and the Cardinals? Yeah, I think we did. Did we? Did we go. Well, we through? did Cincinnati. We did Milwaukee. We did Pittsburgh. I don't know. I'm. Fucking... I think we skipped the the Cubs and the Cardinals. So okay. To me, it's Javi. Just there's so much swag. Andre Dawson was also pretty fucking dude heavy. Yeah, and I mean, don't forget Ryan Sandberg. But yeah. um, my buddy Pete Vulcans from uh, Chicago swears up and down that he asked Ryan Sandberg for an autograph, and uh, Ryan Sandberg. Pushed him away <laughs> as a 12 year old. I mean, Ryan Sandberg's not even in my mix with, I don't even think he's on the same amount of dude level. Like, I think Andre well, pushed a little kid. Andre Dawson's yeah. got more dude in his mustache, like sweat, than Ryan. He's got more Ryan dude Sandberg. in his Jerry curl. Yeah. yeah. Could also be a, an expo dude. Yeah. Let's go, Andre Dawson. With uh, and then Javi the Car- gets a special. And the Cardinals are. Uh, Is it? I mean, I mean, 
Pujols, McGuire, Pujols, Will Will dude. Clark was a dude for the uh, for the Cardinals for like Keith six Hernandez. weeks. Keith Hernandez won an MVP. He did, but Pujols did. won a bunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think Pujols just has heavy, quiet dude vibes. Certainly. I mean, yeah. Um. All right. That's it. That's every dude. In it's every dude in the big leagues? Yeah. This one from Nick Treadwell at Nick Tread. Just going to cut and paste my DM before you were in Twitter lockdown. My son now five still does a full nine innings just fine. Am I missing something from two years ago? I'm currently sitting at our local minor league game and the promotion is comic book hero night. According to the program, tomorrow is Harry Potter night. I travel for work and catch games all over the country and it's happening everywhere. Is it just me or is it time for this shit to stop? When is sit down and watch ball, a ball game without the circus night? My three-year-old, uh, now five, has the attention span of a squirrel on NyQuil, and he can watch nine innings with little hassle. This isn't really a question for the show, just more of a rant. I hope my favorite baseball podcast, podcast agrees or can at least offer an explanation that makes sense to me. Fuck minor league salaries. Well, I mean... Like minor leagues, the minor leagues need to, uh, you know, need those promotion nights to pay those very, very low salaries, you know? Um, well, I think so. I, I'm going to, I think my answer is like you're, if you're making money because you do these crazy promotion nights, you sh- it should be reflected in your salaries as opposed to like, oh, you're an affiliate ball player. You get $1,100 a month. Who cares whether we Who play cares? good, bad or indifferent? Right. Yeah. I and mean, then, and then that also, goes for all ownership. I think, I think that's one of the beauties of minor leagues is like the promotions and the craziness and the whatever. But I agree that sometimes in the MLB, it goes a little too far. Not every night has to be a promotion. Not every night has to be a something. I think one a week is like far more than enough in at the major league level. Yeah. Yeah. But it is kind of part of the pageantry of the minor leagues. There's no, Real, I mean, it's not like high school football, college football, where there's, you know, the pageantry. Yeah. You know, they need something. Um, I, you know, like baseball doesn't have cheerleaders, but I think the minor leagues, they should have cheerleaders. You know, yeah. instead of, instead of, uh, you know, if you, you're, you're tired of superhero night, you're tired of comic book nerds invading your baseball, then, you know, have cheerleaders in the minor leagues. But of course, you got to pay them too. What? No, you know, you don't have to pay them. The NFL doesn't even pay them. Right. At least have hot ball girls. Yeah. Yeah. Hot and speaking back, of hot back girls, just, as an aside, that's one of my biggest annoyances with the Giants is that they they have old ball dudes. Yeah. Like these old guys with their little league glove, just getting peppered with with uh, foul balls because they can't. It just you know like get it's, down. It's, it seems crazy that we like we're so fine with like sexualizing cheerleaders still, but like every ball boy's got to be like a 12 year old, like fat kid. <laughs> like why? Because there's a long tradition of 12 year old fat kids being the bad boy. <laughs> the, the A's got to bring back Mrs. Fields and the hot. Ball right. Girls. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Hot fat girls from our boy up awesome. in Seattle. Uh, Mr. Nathan Gibson at Mr. Not Creative with a three as the E in creative. I don't know if it's too late for a slide in the DMs, but I'd like to hear what y'all think of this. 
In today's band ball lineup construction, you really only get one spot to put a defense speed, slight contact guy in the starting nine. What position would you prefer have that type of guy in? And he put probably between shortstop and center field. I don't necessarily know if that's, I agree with that. It, I, I think to adjust his question, uh, what position do you think, like what position are you willing to give up offense if it means just ridiculous defense, can't like speed or defense or moving the guy over like back control, light contact guy. What, what position do you, are you happy? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm generally a, a position up the middle, right? You know, you want your better defenders up the middle. Um, but honestly with the shift, like, Defense, hardly – what What does range mean anymore Right. when you're shifted all over the place? So, um, honestly, like the death of the old-timey leadoff hitter um, is uh, connected to the advent of, of the shift, really. Dare you know? I say this? Dare I say catcher? Hmm. It's like – yeah. I mean, that is the most, that is the most uh, important defensive position in the game for one. Right. If I was like, if I was like, listen, you're getting a, a a 100 rated defensive player, but they're going to be deficient in some other area. Catcher. 100%. Take my catcher. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think that that is the good answer. That is the good answer. Uh, This one from, Adomas G already discussed with Prana, but want to hear if Laz has ever seen something as ridiculous as this wind up on a Jays pitcher. Well, this is a video daily double. So we're going to, okay. we're going to skip this. Okay. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll check it out and uh, maybe we'll talk about it next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, that's more of a comment. Okay. Here we go. Slide into the DMS episode. Where is this? The Cubs broadcast was talking about some weird rules in the game. They brought up RBIs and what qualifies as an RBI. You got runners on first and third, no outs. The batter hits a sack fly and scores the runner and gets the RBI. Or if the batter hits into a fielder's choice and they turn a double play and the guy at third scores, it's not an RBI. Yeah, I think that's pretty weird. What the batter did still resulted in a run scoring. What's the difference? I think I interpreted that uh, from Iowa, 45 minutes from the field of dreams. It's glorious. Put it on the bucket list. The f- last few years, they've been doing all-star games with old timers, Pete Rose, Johnny Bench, Ozzy, et cetera, all show up and come out of the corn. Pretty fucking sweet. And then he says, another thought with the players association and home run shit, you probably can't make getting vaccines mandated, but as a Cubs fan, I just found out that Rizzo isn't vaccinated. Like what the fuck? That's our team captain. If he gets in the playoffs and he gets COVID, he has to miss a game. Like what a piece of shit lead by example, captain kind of got to agree. I saw the Irvin thing today and I Mm -hmm. agree with Irvin and I'm also totally fine. If you don't want to get vaccinated, then fine. I don't give a shit. But like if you're on my baseball team and you don't want to get vaccinated, then you don't fucking care about your teammates. That's how I feel. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, It's a, it's a tricky situation, but, seeing as everything we've we've gone through in the last year um not to get vaccinated uh 
because you feel like your freedoms are, are getting rained down upon um, and you're not like doing a ton of medical research on why you shouldn't get vaccinated. Right. Um, then yeah, you're a cunt. Um, um, so back to his question, especially you if you've got a job when you're around a lot of people, you know, indoor and indoor spaces, but also just like, like you were saying, like if you, if you have to miss a game or if you have to, whatever, or if there's a code, yeah, program, there's like, a lot of people counting on you. Yeah. And just, it's it a just seems like billion dollar industry. There's a lot of shit. I didn't want to do when I played sports that I had to do. Like, you know, I don't want to fucking run. Why do I have to run for baseball? This is stupid. Like I'm going yeah. to go jog three miles for what? I'm yeah. never going to jog three miles. <laughs> I didn't want to run those flagpoles. Yeah. Pull the pole. Those things suck. Or like you think yeah. about, um, you know, you think about like, uh, what was it? What was the movie in Texas? The fucking, you know, the Varsity uh, Blues? No, but the other one. <laughs> the, where, the good one? The the one where they're in the hippie, the Friday hippie high Night school. Lights. The hippie high schoolers. Um God, why Days and Confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they like want the kids to sign a fucking thing, and the whole thing's like, fuck you, coach. And it's like, yeah, yeah but like that's the you know. Yeah, that's part sign, of the thing. Just sign, just sign it and it. fucking drink anyway. Yeah. Because like you're it, on pink. the team. Yeah, right. Fucking sign it. Yeah. Um. So what is your opinion on I, I, I kind of I, sadly, I kind of agree on the RBI situation. I realize grounding into a double play. You've got two outs, but you only got to run. Like, I almost feel like if you drive a run in, you fucking drove a run in. Yeah, I, I, I think it's like some old school bitter shit. Um, about, like I can just see like the old the old guys back in the twenties be like, you cause two outs. That doesn't count. It's, you know, it, except it, it does count. Yeah. Right. You know, but, and, and I grounded it, into a lot of double plays that ended up in an RBI and I didn't get the RBI. You know what? I was frankly, I was miffed about it. Yeah. I so think yeah, I agree. Fuck that. I mean, I think an error a run is a run is a run. Yeah. Even yeah. an error almost like, dude, you put the ball in play. That guy fucking scored. Yeah. Why can't you, like ground into uh like it's an E, you don't get a hit, but you should definitely get an RBI. Like, like if a fucking if you know if Chris Paul brings the ball up and just trips and falls, you get it, you gotta steal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. You should did you do anything to deserve it? No. But and you got and you, you got the bucket on the other end. You right, all yeah. Stats. That all happened. I yeah, kind of I agree. agree. I think with RBI. It should be. If you fucking get a run in, you should get an RBI. Yes, 100%. Uh, and our last one from Connor uh, CM3, CMC334, getting on Twitter just to message you guys on how you would fix my Yankees. They have great players like Sanchez and Judge. And on paper, you would expect more wins out of them at this point. But that is not the current result of the moment. So what would you guys do if you were the GM and manager of the Yankees? I know you aren't fans in the slightest, but this team is so confusing. Um, I'll start and say for one, wow. He literally joined Twitter to send us that message. Um, literally for one, I think Sanchez is problematic behind the plate. It's like, dude, you guys, it's the AL you have, you have DHs. I don't know who the Yankees everyday DH is, but like it's, it's, uh, uh, um, the big, the big kid from the Marlins. Oh, fucking Giancarlo. Yeah, Un- yeah. Unfortunately for the Yankees, they signed too many DHs. Exactly. <laughs> strikeout, you- heavy strikeout fucking lineup. Yeah. Guys who can't field their fucking position. 
So you have to DH them or you have to play them. And we just talked about fucking defense. Like, honestly, I'd rather play Stanton and fucking DH for Sanchez. 100%. We just talked about your, your most important, your most important position where you can give up offense is a catcher. And um, as a man who watched Piazza catch for, for a good chunk of his career, you know what it's like yeah. to have a shit catcher. Yeah. You know, and, it's, and, and Sanchez also, is not the hitter that Piazza right, was. Right. You know? here's, what I, here's what I would do. I'd get yourself some more pitching. I'd get yourself some more pitching by trading Gary Sanchez. I'd get yourself a fucking real manager who had experience besides hanging out in the fucking booth and, and being, you know, one of fucking whatever grandpa Boone's name was is nuts. Like his, his qualifications for being a fucking big league manager is that his grandfather left that nut in somebody instead of (laughs) pulling out, pulling out. Like he, he was never qualified to manage. Um, I don't think he does a good job managing and I think they need more pitching. They need less strikeout guys. Trade Gary Sanchez, get yourself some pitchers and some, and a fucking contact hitting defensive catcher. Also, the other thing is that, you know, Brian Cashman is one of these old school GMs, right? Not one of the, not, not like Farid or, uh, you know, all the new school analytics based guys, right? He's one of the old, um, sign big free agents guy or whatever. And so you got an old school GM with a new school manager who needs to be a puppet like Gabe Kapler. Right. So you're kind of, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of a a mismatch on both of them, you know? Um, Yeah. They've got a ton of dude. Who's that? Clint Frazier, right? Yeah. What, What does Clint Frazier do for that team? He's super talented. He needs 500 at bats. Trade him for some pitching, you know, trade Luke Voigt for some pitching there. You know, you their uh, lineup yesterday was LeMayhew, Stanton, Sanchez, Torres, Gittens, and Burgie. So Odor, you got Stanton. Odor is playing second base. I mean, like their outfield, their outfield is suspect as fuck and you've got stanton DHing. i would be but you have a high strikeout guy in the two spot you have a high strikeout guy in the three spot. obviously judge not playing yeah judges hurt a lot yep you know i i i don't know maybe you just don't have anybody to lead off but like lemayhew is your best all-around hitter isn't he i mean as far as contact power you know bat on ball guy um you need him in the middle of the lineup you don't need these two black holes hitting second and third you know and just because like the new thing is to hit your best hitter second yeah well stanton's not that kind of hitter man yeah stanton needs to be hitting with guys on base um or or not I mean, no, I think not- they made their bed with Stanton and Judge, right? Mm-hmm. So if you yeah. have those two guys, you can't have fucking Gary Sanchez. Yeah. I think you move Gary Sanchez to somebody who's ludicrous enough to take him. Well, that's the problem. Like, Gary Sanchez's warts are all over the place, 
Right. So you got to trade somebody who uh, the whole league hasn't figured out has a giant hole in their swing and can't throw. That's why I'm saying and trade one of pitches. Right. And can't frame pitches. You know, um, you got to trade uh, somebody who's a controllable asset like a Clint Frazier or a, a Luke Voigt, a young, a young player, you know, unfortunately you can't just give, you know, who, wh- wh- what is Gary Sanchez going to get you? He's not going to get you a prime Verlander is what right. you need. Right. You know? Well, Laz, that's, uh, that's our show. If you ask me. All right. Um, with a uh, shout out to Ben, everybody follow him on uh, Instagram. Laz, what do you, uh, what do you got coming up? Um, I got, I got Venice gays videos every Saturday, on every Venice Saturday, Gaze. a new episode on Venice gays on IG. Instagram. Yes. So that's, that's going. Um, and, um, trying to line up some, uh, more up shows. Good. 11, 11 show the other last week. That was fun. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, follow me on all things social media at Joe Prano, except for Twitter at Fix Your Life. Follow uh, the Venice Gays. Uh, come see me in New York if you got uh, if you're in the New York area. Come see me. It's a little early, but I'd like to get the plugs in early. Come see me in New Orleans in October, uh, first weekend in October at Comedy House New Orleans. Um, Giants at Saints that weekend, so it's a dirty Ooh. at DSPN weekend. New Orleans and, is uh, great, and Laz. Um, I know we, we do, we go back and forth on, on, you know, all kinds of, uh, angry, uh, fucks at the end, but, uh, we have a rule on dirty sports that if you pay for, um, if you pay for a call, we'll play your call. And, um, Ruther apparently denied somebody a call this week, even Uh though they paid for it because that, that person wanted, uh, to talk about uh, my hatred of the police and uh-huh. Ruth and Ruther being a Midwest uh, Blue Lives Matter MAGA, MAGA kid. Is, <laughs> uh, he refused the money. Yeah. But that did remind me that somebody else uh, sent me money on Venmo and said, and, and said I want to pay for a fuck em on oh, great. 30 slides. And it's just a perfect thing because he wanted me to say... Fuck 12. Fuck them. <laughs>